the heart of organizing, a heart-centered look at getting organized with professional organizer Andy Hartman. Welcome back to the Heart of Organizing. I'm Andy Hartman. In the last podcast, we began a sample project of organizing a garage. We were not able to finish it all at one time, so today we come back to the project and complete it. Let's do a quick review of what happened in the last session. I divided the project into four phases. Preparation, setup, implementation, and follow-through. In the preparation stage, we made sure we were emotionally and mentally prepared for organizing by getting in touch with our goals. We considered both our goals for this specific project and for our life in general. We also made sure we had any supplies we needed. In this example, I'm showing how an organizing project can be done with minimal investment and overhead. At this point, the only supplies you really need are empty cardboard boxes. Many people already have empty boxes or other containers in the garage. If this is the case, you can make use of these boxes as sorting containers. This helps the organizing process in two ways at the same time. First, it creates locations for categories of stuff, and second, it creates space by freeing up space consumed by the unused boxes. It's a win-win. In the setup stage, you set aside some time and minimize distractions so you could focus on the project. You then set up an infrastructure of boxes. Some of these boxes contain stuff that was destined to go away. So today, we need to replace any infrastructure that went away after the last session. For example, after the last session, you hopefully took the box or boxes labeled donate to your favorite charity and dropped it off. So today, we will need to replace that box. Take a large cardboard box and label it Donate. Similarly, replace any of the other containers that went away at the end of the last session. This typically includes the containers for trash, recycling, and giveaway. In the last session, you also had a box labeled Go Elsewhere. That same box can be used as part of your infrastructure again today. Another useful container that I forgot last time is to have a plastic bag to collect all the empty plastic bags that you encounter. These plastic bags can then be recycled at your local supermarket. And finally, the last part of reestablishing the infrastructure is to reopen any sorting containers that were not full at the end of the last session. After the infrastructure is again complete, you are now ready to move on to the third stage Implementation. Implementation is where you follow the three S's of organizing. As I'm sure you remember, the three S's are simplify, sort, and store. Simplifying is deciding whether you want something to stay or go. Sorting is choosing a category for it. The last time, we were in the midst of sorting and simplifying, and we were doing them both at the same time. So that's where we will pick up today. Continue going through any unsorted stuff, item by item, separating it all into the categories you've created. If you encounter an item that belongs in a category you haven't encountered before, create a new container with an appropriate label for that new category. 
Make sure you don't pick something up, look at it, and then put it back down. If you do that, you've invested time and energy in that item, yet you haven't made any progress. For every item, put it with the category. If no category exists, create one. Remember that as you go through stuff, your goal is to get to the bottom. As an example, let's look more closely at a specific part of the project. Suppose a cabinet in the garage has a drawer. Take a look at the contents of this drawer. If it's already organized, put a label on it that says what's in it. If it's not, go through the drawer sorting all the stuff in it into categories. Don't stop until the drawer is completely empty. After the drawer is empty, clean it if necessary. Now find one or more categories of stuff that will fit and put these categories in the drawer. What you've done is replace unsorted stuff with categories of sorted stuff. Previously, this drawer was a conglomeration of a bunch of different miscellaneous items so that you really didn't know what was in it. Now it contains a few specific categories and you know that anything in these categories is in that drawer. Make a label for the drawer. We can't guarantee that this will be the permanent location for these categories, so use a temporary label. Post-it notes work great as temporary labels. Write the categories on a post-it note and stick it on the front of the drawer. By now, it's likely that you've emptied drawers, shelves, cabinets, or other storage spaces that are present in the garage. Any time a space is emptied, it can then be used, in addition to the boxes, to hold categories. After you've gone through all the stuff in the garage, simplifying and sorting into categories, it's then time to move on to the third S, storing. This is the process of deciding where in the garage each of the categories will live. It's the process of matching categories of stuff with storage spaces. If you'll remember from the podcast called The Third S Store, you want to assign storage spaces based on three criteria. First, you want stuff you use most often to be most accessible. Second, you want the size of the category to roughly match the size of the storage space. And third, you want stuff to be located near where it will be used. This may seem like a lot to consider, but when you actually do it, you'll find that it's more straightforward than you might think. Two of these factors, the first and the third, are concerned with usage, and the other is concerned with size. Many garages are used predominantly for storage, and if this is the case, the factors related to usage are less important. It's a different situation if the garage is used as a workshop or an art studio. For the sake of keeping things simple, I will assume that the garage in our example is used for storage only. In other words, stuff is stored in the garage, but it is not actually used there. Therefore, the factors concerned with usage are less important, and we will focus on matching the size of the category with the size of the storage space. In any case, the process we will follow will work even when the other factors are considered as well. Here's a good way to go about deciding where to store your sorted categories. First, get a pencil and paper and something that will allow you to move around the garage and write, like a clipboard. 
On the piece of paper, create two columns. At the top of the left column, write categories as a heading. At the top of the right column, write storage spaces as a heading. In the left column, make a list of all the categories you've created for all the stuff you're going to keep. In the right column, make a list of all the places in the garage that are available to put things. This would include cabinets, shelves, drawers, closets, storage bins, and any other available spaces that could become a home for a category. Then, draw lines from each category to a storage place where it might be contained. I guarantee you this will not be the final place each of these categories will be stored. This is because you can never know for sure, just by looking, how well a category will fit into a storage space. This is just a way to formulate a high-level strategy. That strategy can then be modified as necessary when you physically place the categories into the spaces and see how they fit. Because you will be moving categories around, you'll find it's useful to containerize as much as possible. Using containers makes it easy to store and to move categories from one location to another. If you have all your batteries in a container, it's much easier to move the container to a new location than it would be to move a whole bunch of loose batteries. You're now ready to physically put the category into the storage space and see how well it fits. If it fits well, then leave the category there and move on to the next category. Ideally, it won't fit too tightly. It's nice to have some extra space to be able to expand into. Plus, if a space is jammed tightly, it will be really difficult to access the contents. If the category doesn't fit well in the storage space, there are three different ways you might respond. By relocating the category, by changing the size of the storage space, or by changing the size of the category. The first option is to remove the category from the space and find another location where it will fit better. Remember that if you are sufficiently containerized, it will be really easy to move things around and adjust any time you see a way that a storage location can be improved. The second option is that it may be possible to adjust the size of the storage space. It may be possible to raise or lower shelves to better accommodate the size of the contents. It may be possible to use a drawer divider or other containers to split a large space into smaller ones. The third option is that it may be possible to modify the size of the category. You can make a category smaller by simplifying. If you decide that there are some items that you really don't need after all, so you're comfortable letting them go. You can also make a category smaller by subdividing. For example, if your art supplies category is too big, it may help to break it up into the smaller subcategories of scrapbooking supplies and painting supplies. You can make a category larger by combining it with another category. If you do this, containerize the two categories so that they don't get mixed up. Examples of containers that might be used to separate the categories include a drawer divider, Ziploc bags, plastic bins, or any other container of some kind. For example, boxes or plastic storage bins can be stacked inside a cabinet. Continue storing by placing each category, one by one, into a proposed location and adjusting if necessary. 
Continue until you have either run out of categories or run out of space. If you run out of categories and have empty space left over, that's great. It's fine to leave empty space. This gives you spaciousness and room to expand into. If you don't have enough space for all the categories, then you can either let go of some more stuff or find a way to create more space. You can create more space by renting a storage unit, although I recommend against it. You can acquire additional cabinets or sheds if you have room, or you can install shelving units. Different types of hooks or racks can enable you to utilize unused areas, like wall or ceiling space. Boxes or plastic bins can be stacked to better utilize vertical space. When you've found a home for all your categories, then you've completed the implementation stage and are now ready to move on to the final stage, follow through. The follow through stage is similar to the way we wrapped up at the end of the last session. For anything that's going to go away, including trash, recycling, and stuff to be given away, arrange to physically remove it from the premises as soon as possible. Distribute stuff to go elsewhere to the appropriate locations in the rest of the house. And finally, step back and take a look at your clean, organized garage. Give yourself a reward for a job well done. In the next podcast, we'll go from the garage to the office. I will tackle the topic of organizing paper. Until then, I wish you all the best for fulfillment in life and success in your organizing projects. I'm Andy Hartman, and this is The Heart of Organizing. If you have a comment or question, or would like to suggest a topic for discussion on the podcast, email us at podcast at clutterfreeservices.com. Andy is available for workshops and presentations about organizing. For more information, send an email to info at clutterfreeservices.com. Names of clients may have been changed to protect client confidentiality. Theme music composed and performed by Taper Shadburn. For more information about Taper's work in music, go to churchofsoul.org. Thank you for joining us for The Heart of Organizing. Until next time, may your possessions support you in living a life of meaning and value. Now some of y'all out there listening to Andy's podcast are suffering just like I am. You know what I'm talking about. You got too much stuff. My space remains a constant, but my belongings, they have grown. It's getting quite pathetic. I can't invite nobody home. Gotta move my piles around to try to find the phone. I got too much stuff. The way that I accumulate is bordering on sin. I got 27 staplers. Well, okay, maybe only 10. But I can't find any of them, so I'm gonna have to buy one again. I got too much stuff. I got too much stuff. I've got more than enough. I got no more space. I need a bigger place. Or maybe, baby, I got too much stuff. I got 14 set of headphones I can put on my ears. 
and an obscene amount of albums, more than I could ever hear. I got material possessions I ain't seen in years. I got too much stuff. My baby tried to take some of my precious stuff away. I said, woman, don't you touch that. I might need that stuff someday. But between you and me, I, I think it's fair to say. I got too much stuff. I got too much stuff. I've got more than enough. Got no more space. I need a bigger place. Too much stuff. I've got more than enough. I got no more space. I need a bigger place. Or maybe I got too much stuff. I got too much stuff. Way too much stuff. I think I need an intervention. You know, like a stuff addict's 12 step program or something. Pack Rats Anonymous. Andy, you gotta help me. I got. I got way, way, way 